Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. This is Suzanne Knabenikol from Police Science Doctor with your weekly dose of police science snippets. These are bite-sized pieces of scientific information relevant to law enforcement, frontline practitioners and anyone working in those areas. So every week I come to you here live online to discuss the snippets, read them out and actually also put them into context a little bit. So these are pieces of information that I hope you will find useful and can actually apply straight away. Because most, let's face it, most practitioners in law enforcement don't have access to academic research articles where all that fantastic knowledge is actually published and all the research is being done. It's mainly accessed by other academics. Police science doctor's purpose is to bring this knowledge to you. And that's what I try to do here. So if you're on the free police science doctor email list, you will get these emails to you every Tuesday. You will get them straight into your inbox with a link to the original research. Um, at least you will be able to access the abstract, so the, the summary of the research. And if you've got the subscription of something is open source, you can actually read the whole article. So the first snippet for today, for this week, is childhood polyvictimization and later abuse. So experiencing multiple types of victimization as a child is predictive of perpetration or experience as a victim of spousal abuse later on, and also perpetration of child abuse. Boys are more likely to experience polyvictimization than girls, and when girls experience it, it increases their likelihood of being re-victimized in adulthood. Okay, and the link to the original research is there. So experiencing multiple types of abuse, that could be child abuse, neglect, physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse. If you're experiencing that as a child, you're more likely to experience or perpetrate domestic abuse against your partner in later life. And you're also more likely to perpetrate child, child abuse. The second snippet for today is, um, so sorry, just, just to go back to that. I think that's important because often in law enforcement, we don't do enough. We see that there's a family that may be dysfunctional, that may be um, having problems. And we and police then just deal with when they're actually committing a crime there and then. And there's there's just not enough partnership working of actually this family needs some support. We need to um give them, you know, give them some kind of holistic um assessment and interventions. And I I don't see that happening enough at all. And I think if we did, I think if all the partnership agencies, organizational agencies, the the third sector, all the charities, if they worked together to really get into a family and not in a judgmental way, just say, hey, you know, we'd like to offer you some support. We'd like to help you with this. We'd like to help you with that. We could prevent generations of problems in the future, but nobody's taking ownership of that. So that's that's my big frustration. I'm big um, early intervention. Um, uh, what's, what's the word? Uh, supporter. But it's... I just don't see it happening enough. And police are unfortunately so busy and so stretched, they're often just putting out fires. But this just shows you how important this is. And, you know, everybody knows now how massive of a problem domestic abuse is and child abuse. The second snippet for today is about law enforcement perceptions of intimate partner violence. So, you know, this is quite interesting in case you work in law enforcement and somebody accuses you of 
or the police or law enforcement in general of still not taking it seriously. So this research has actually found that officer perceptions have evolved from the historical viewpoint, which was shared by the general public, that intimate partner violence events are private family matter. And they've evolved from that to the contemporary perception that intimate partner violence is a serious crime that requires attention from law enforcement. So it's it's um it's it's gone to epidemic proportions because it's being reported now and the police are taking it very seriously. And also they found that female female officers are less likely to believe that victims may easily leave an abusive relationship. They can't easily leave most of the time. And they are less likely consider physical injuries to be very important in determining the credibility of an IPV call. So often we've got the problem that in, in an IPV or domestic abuse case, there might not be any physical injuries. And then that might discourage the law enforcement and prosecution side because it'll be more difficult to provide independent evidence of what happened. But it says here that female officers understand that this is actually um, not not necessarily a problem at all for the credibility of the of the of the account of the victim. And the third snippet for this week is about stalking and stalking fears. Ex-partner stalkers are the most threatening, assaultive, and harassing stalkers, um, particularly for women. So this study actually looked at the different gender combinations: female and male victims of stalking, female and male perpetrators of stalking. Nevertheless, a significant number of acquaintance stalking victims experience high levels of fear as well, as well as threats, um, life interference and assault. So it's, it's fear of threats, life interference and assault. And men stalked by females were least concerned about harm compared to women stalked by either gender and men stalked by men. Okay, so these were the snippets for today. I hope that some of these may be useful to you. If you are on the on the email list that I mentioned earlier, which is free, you also get a pass, password protected access to the Police Science Doctor Read page, which is policesciencedr.com forward slash read. On there, I've got all the snippets in PDF format to, with the links to the original research. So you've got, um, it's number 75 today, you've got 75 PDFs on there, three snippets each. You do the math, um, a lot of information out there that I think is valuable. And I hope that you will agree that it's valuable. And I wish you a good week and I'll see you again next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.